2: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of and audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and
3: Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live every day from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Welcome in. Uh, we do have some, a lot of NFL to get to. Saquon Barkley, some new sort of deal. We'll get to whether or not it matters in the running backs complaining about their contract situations. Uh, Brock Purdy's been fully cleared to play quarterback for the Niners. What does that look like? How will he throw? And what does that mean? They're going to have Niners will have an interesting preseason because you have Sam Darnold and then you, you also have Trey Lance. And, you know, would they, if Brock Purdy's ready to go, who would you move on from? You know, or do you keep all three because of all the injuries that San Francisco has had? John Middlecoff will join us in thirty minutes. In thirty minutes, um, plus Dave, Dr. David Chow will join us next hour. Uh, if you follow him on social media, you know he's the injury doc. He used to be a team doctor, an orthopedic surgeon. We get his thoughts on the uh, Brock Purdy thing, and we'll get his thoughts on the story today, the day, which is Bronny James is the son of LeBron James. Obviously, he's the namesake, and. Uh, It was reported today that he suffered cardiac arrest yesterday, working out at USC with the coaching staff, was revived, and he's out of the ICU. Out of the ICU should mean that he's out of danger. He's not intubated, but we don't really know. There's no true updates. First thing, first and foremost, is like you just hope he's okay, right? You just hope he's okay. Second thing is, and you knew this was going to happen, because if you've been around social media long enough, you, you did know that somebody and somebody prominent was going to go, hey, what about the vaccine? And uh, there's a there's a guy named Mike Finger who writes for the San Antonio Express News. Uh, he tweeted out uh, a just from Wikipedia, all the athletes who have died from sudden cardiac arrest before the age of 40. And this is, you know, all, many of them predating, almost all of them predating COVID. And so the, the idea is that this stuff happens often, maybe not often, but a lot more than just the, well, you know, it's got to be myocarditis and myocarditis is caused by the vaccine. Like, well, I, I don't know why our brains always take us to that leap. It doesn't mean that it's not a possibility, but there are a thousand possibilities and let's let them kind of work their way through it with their doctors and figure it out. But there's some nefarious thoughts on, uh, on, on the vaccine and somehow they like uh, athletes are dropping like flies and whatever. When there's all these numbers I had, a have shared this story before. I had a friend die when I was 12 years old. He was 13, you know, uh, my, my brother's been a, College basketball coach for 28 years. He was at Oregon State with the men. His fourth workout, I believe, ever as a coach there. They had a player go down and the trainer saved him. So, so it does, in fact, happen. It's scary. And the question becomes, does does Bronny James ever play basketball competitively again? And And look, we don't know anything about if it was... I mean, again, a litany of possibilities and hoping for the hey, man, he had too many Celsiuses, and it screwed up like the elect elect electrodes or whatever with his heart. And that's what happened. I like I, I don't know but I, I mean, I love to play basketball and I understand that Sharif O'Neal who had a different sort of heart issue is I believe a thinning wall of an aortic aortic valve. We had a valve replacement and a valve is one of those. If it goes, there's, there's nothing they can do. They cannot save you. You're, you're done. And he's back playing basketball. But the question becomes, Bronny James has a, a bright future as a basketball player, but a bright future as a human being. is. You know, can you find somebody to clear you? Yeah, but do you want to be the one that clears Bronny James, unless you absolutely know nothing else is going to happen? Jay, Stu, how would you like to be that doctor who you got to look at? You know, the James family, and go like, "Hey, Doc, we need you to make a call on this. Can you? Can Bronny be cleared?"
4: Yeah, I mean that's a sketchy proposition, but I'm I'm guessing they're going to ask the best of the best, and they're going to get multiple opinions, and you know, they'll they'll go from there. But no, no one would want to be in that position. But I guess if you're in that position, you make those decisions every day about non-famous people.
3: Yes, but and you and you oftentimes err on the side of caution, right? Because you're you're worried about the worst possible scenario, and you're you're worried probably about getting sued as well, right? Um. But that that becomes the hardest issue is 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 his if he becomes a professional athlete, is his contract insurable? Right? Is, can, can you insure it? Because if you can't like now it, you have the risk of clearing him. And then, you know, he, he's putting his his life and career at risk. Not that it's, he needs the money, but it's teams won't employ somebody. I think Eddie Curry is the only guy I can think of on record in the NBA who had an uninsured, uninsured contract when Isaiah Thomas took him with the Knicks, and that thing didn't work out. But, man, that is just scary. I mean, I, I, we, we, we talked after you got the text, or after you saw it on, on social media, and, I mean, I probably got 15 texts from friends like, is this a real story is this a fake story? Like, it's a real story. A real story. I shared with you one story before when, when the DeMar Hamlin happened. I, I, share, I don't know if I shared this one. Um, one of my last years at ESPN, Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Trader, they opened up a daycare center across the street. And part of the daycare center, they opened up a beautiful, beautiful gymnasium. And I used to play occasionally noon ball. It used to be, when I was younger, I'd play a lot more of it at the YMCA. And um, uh, at the YMCA, but um, I got invited. Hey, it's opening day. Would you come out and play pickup ball with the guys? You walk in, the gym is spectacular. NBA length court, brand new rims, brand new floor. Like, you know, when you when you were a basketball player, you're used to gyms being having, you know, being, you know, your sneakers squeaking all the time and being the best of the best. And so getting out of the YMCA to be there was was pretty cool. So uh, we're, try- we're, we're going up and down and then, you know, a couple guys have to run and there's two older gentlemen shooting at the other end and we only need one. And so we're like, hey, man, you want to run? The guy's like, no, nah, I can't run with my buddy. He's got time. I got to go. I got to go do some work. So he the same guy, this same guy does uh, who does work um, and uh, leaves to do work. And then the other guy comes and he's joining us. And we start going up and down, and he's not moving so good. And when I say moving so good, it's not like he can't run. It's like he's not necessarily running in a straight line or sprinting the court like everybody else is. And then probably on the third trip, boom, down he goes. Like face down, and he looks like, um, he honestly looks like one of those, you know, when, when there's a dead body and you, there's the outline sketch, like in a TV show, right? And here's his arms. He's like, that's what it looks like. And Freddie Coleman, who still works over there, Freddie's like, hey, man, hey, man, you, you OK? You OK? And he was trying to move him. I was like, don't move him. So I run and get the lady at the front. She gets one of those AEDs, automatic, whatever, uh, electronic defibrillator, hooks it up to him. Um, and, and it tells you exactly what you need to do, like breathe in, breathe out, chest, chest compression in, in five, four. Like It tells you exactly what to do. And the ambulance was there, I think, four or five minutes later. And he ended up he was a security guard ESPN. He ended up they ended up saving his life. And he had 90 some percent blockage in the what's called the Widowmaker. If he was playing anywhere else in, in America, he's dead. And if it happened when he's going for a walk, he's dead. And instead, kind of he'd live to tell about it. So there's a there's a bunch that you can unpack about this, but the sports don't really matter. What does really matter is anytime you got a basketball gym, you got people, you need to have one of these AEDs and somebody knows how to use it. And then, too, like, I just don't think you can, you know, take life for granted. I mean, here's Bronnie James. And it, it does. It has nothing to do with like what you look like. Obviously, if you're heavy set, you have some health issues. Right. There, there's concern. Uh, in, in certain terms of hard stuff and whatever. But, I mean, Bronny James, the, the picture of health. You know, 19 years old, built like a Greek god, and, you know, one of his first, like, open training sessions with USC. And thankfully, it appears he's going to be okay. The only question remains is will he, will he play again? And then, you know, there's the trickle down to it. And this is a real thing. Like, do we really think LeBron James wants to play two more years? What do you say? Lucky for us. We get to see him play next year. But I mean, it did feel like he was kind of hanging on. Hey, man, I just want to play with Bronny. Does that change or does this change his perspective on wanting to play? I don't know. But we'll keep you updated. And I'm, I'm, I got my phone on. So for my friends who are in the biz and know what's going on, but uh, he's out of ICU And that's a really, really, really good thing.
4: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio
0: app.
5: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe
1: that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
3: We're one week into our summer of Tire Rack sweepstakes. That means Fox Sports Radio and TireRack.com are giving away a set of four brand new tires valued up to $1,500 this week. A winner will be picked on Sunday to win a set of four Tires Plus, installation taxes, fees, valued up to $1,500. Enter daily, which gets you a new entry into the contest every single day at FoxSportRadio.com to boost your chances to win. After this week, two more winners will have a chance to win through August 27th for a set of four brand new tires. To enter and get rules, visit FoxportTrader.com, Sponsored by TireRack.com. TireRack, the way the tire buying should be John Middlecoff in a moment Uh, but the big news of the day in the NFL is I I mean I guess Saquon Barkley new deal right but Brock Purdy cleared without limitations that's what we're told cleared without limitations and remember he had an elbow procedure that was done instead of Tommy John surgery which is seen as kind of new wave seen as less invasive The, the rehab time isn't as great it, it does feel a little bit like the—and this is this is going to remind some people of, of something that you've forgotten. Do you guys remember when Ryan Tannehill hurt his knee in Miami? And then they thought he had to have ACL surgery, but instead he was convinced by doctors, maybe convinced himself, that, no, I don't need off-season knee surgery. Instead, I'll just rehab it, strengthen everything around it. And I'll be fine. And that lasted like one week into the next season. He tore his ACL and he was out for the next year. Again, I don't I don't know the difference elbow, knee, this procedure versus what he did. I just know that there seems to be a reason so many others have had Tommy John surgery and so few have had this procedure. And yet we're, we're told he's fine and he's cleared for all activities. And then it, it, you start to get to the, okay, what do they do with Trey Lance? What do they do with Sam Darnold? Or do they keep all three because of what happened last year in the NFC Championship game? Or just kind of the sense of that's the way the NFL is working now. We got we to have three quarterbacks healthy. Doug Gottlieb, show here on Fox Sports Radio. John Middlecoff joins us. Uh, of course, the former coach and scout, and uh, he's a prolific podcaster. He's the host of the Three and Out podcast. By the way, he also hosts the Going Low podcast. Um, uh, dude, I, I couldn't take the Waggles last weekend. I just I couldn't take the Waggles. It's like, here we well, are with well, Sergio. Might, might as well be Sergio playing out there.
4: It, it was... It, it was. I love golf, but I'll be the first to admit it was a pretty boring major. You know, I mean, uh, no name kind of turns into a Tiger Woods. Arnold Palmer just kicks everyone's butt. It's it was a tough watch, and I I love like most people, it feels you know like a December game against Baltimore and Pittsburgh. That weather, how tough it is, but yeah, it was it was a rough watch.
3: Um, Okay, let's let's start with the Niners. Um, So Brock Purdy is fully cleared. How confident are you that his elbow holds up, considering this wasn't Tommy John? It, it does. It's not considered experimental, but it's not the normal path guys go down.
4: Yeah, I think uh, they're really confident because Purdy's an Arizona guy. It's where he grew up. And when that injury happened, obviously it was like late January. It's right, spring training was taking off, and the Rangers uh, – Is their head doctor, who obviously deals with this injury, you know, it's it's much more. Remember, besides Roethlisberger, it's hard to think of many people in the league that have had, you know, a major elbow injury in recent memory. So you have to go typically through a baseball doctor, and he was very adamant that this was the way to go, and they delayed it. You know, they, they didn't go immediately right after the injury because the doctor just wanted to be very patient, let the swelling, and just d- and double check and make sure that's what he needed. And at the time, there was a lot of you know, I, I don't want to say pushback. Like fans were just going, you start doing the timeline, you're like, this is pretty risky. And I just watched some of the press conference, and John Lynch just said the doctor deserves a lot of credit because waiting for the surgery and knowing the right one to do instead of rushing through it has enabled him to have this opportunity. And the, the other thing they said though, Doug is. He's still going to be on, you know, like when pitchers come back, he's on a pitch count. So he'll practice, I think it's like two days on or three days on and then one day off. So hes they're going to ease him in. They're not, when he's out there, he'll be with the ones and the starters. But there are going to be days when he has like the equivalent of a veteran day off that happens all over the NFL. But because they just don't want to risk anything, and they'll be rotating with the, you know, basically the other two guys battling for that backup job.
3: Uh, what do you think they What do you think they do with the backups? You know, you got Trey Lance, you got Sam Darnold. I mean, let's say Brock Purdy's a go. Do they keep them both?
4: Yeah, I mean, I I've gone back and forth over this. I think the new rule, you know, that third quarterback rule, which happened because of them. You know, I would say his before this third quarterback has existed over the last whatever decade, right? When you just most teams just kept two quarterbacks if Sam Darnold and Trey Lance were equals and you were going to lean with Sam Darnold, you'd probably try to get rid of Trey Lance to save a little money. Even if you had to eat some, there'd be teams around the league that would, he would go to. But the one thing Trey Lance for being a super high pick and a guy that, you know, could essentially be a nine million dollar third string quarterback. They really like him. You know, they like the person. So it's one of those situations. And he's not a threat to Brock because they've already acknowledged, like he's not the starting quarterback. So I, I do think I was pretty confident in the offseason that if he was a third quarterback, he would be basically traded away, even if it was for nothing. Now I do think there is a, you know, probably a 50-50 shot that if Darnold legitimately beats him out and is the number two, because you can dress three guys and they like him, assuming that you know they're confident that he's a decent, you know, he doesn't just have a horrid training camp, that he he could survive and still be on the team.
3: Saquon Barkley. So they have some Zoom meeting, and I don't know, the running backs come out sort of united. So today it's announced that he's got a new contract. It's a one-year deal, $11 million, got some incentives in there. It reads to me like they gave him nine hundred grand to make sure he shows up at training camp and in preseason games and to make him somewhat happy, and it gives them some sort of win. What am I missing?
4: I just think these guys have to regret the uh, not doing the deal, and I'm talking about from the running back standpoint. I mean, he's accepting a $10 million deal. He's a guy that's been injured, That if that happens again, these long-term contracts are not going to be on the board. Now, I know they want 70 $80 million guaranteed. That's just not happening. So, if they're putting I would say anything above 30, $35 million guaranteed when you're making $10 million a year, like that's three years of guaranteed money, especially a guy like Saquon who was drafted number two and has already made whatever, thirty-five, thirty-eight million $38 million. You start looking, well, in eight, nine years in the league, you'll have accumulated $75, $80 million. Plus you're the giant star player. You'll make a ton off the field. Like I, I just think, playing this game we've seen it time and time again when your organization is not jerry jones and they're not just going to pay you on uh, you know money these other teams are just going to be much more prudent when it comes to that position That i think you always regret it and that position gets injured a lot he's an individual who's been injured a lot uh, assuming that they didn't just offer him like 15 million dollars guaranteed i would say anything over 30 million dollars it's just a mistake to not accept that. We I mean, we've seen Le'Veon, who obviously sat out the year, but his whole point was my biggest mistake was just not signing the original contract and taking the money. Right, it derails your career. So I I'll give Saquon credit because Josh Jacobs flies away from the Raiders. You can't negotiate an extension right now. So the contract, to contract, right? That ten million, whatever it is, ten point one nine or the exact number, like that. That number is not changing. And yeah, I just. I don't, there's not a, you're not going to get anything out of it by just staying away besides not practicing, which you could easily show up and not practice anyway.
3: John Minnokoff is our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, What do you think is the most interesting camp, right? Like, we don't have position battles the way we used to. Training camp is not two-a-days the way it used to be. I mean, I have one in my mind, but I don't think we'll know until the season. If I was to say, hey, if there's one training camp you could go to to watch one thing, what would it be?
4: Yeah, that's a good point, because it's really training camps, a macro view of when it used to be guys fighting for, you know, quarterbacks. Who's going to be a start That doesn't exist anymore. That only exists really in college. Uh, I mean, it's probably the number one draft pick, probably the Jets. Now, we're going to get them with hard knocks, but as we know, that's a very PG version. I, I just think it's one of the greatest players in league history trying to acclimate immediately to a team that has a ton of pressure in the division that's really good. Because even if you go, well, Tua gets hurt a lot. Well, Mike White showed that he could function with a team that was not as talented on offense as this Miami team is. And you add Vic Fangio, you know, Belichick, their team is, to me, the fourth best team in that division, but he's still a great coach. They always play good defense. They can run the ball. Bill O'Brien, they'll be improved. They are not going to be an easy out on a weekly basis. And I just think we We've seen in recent memory, right, two of his, you know, I'd, I'd call Br- uh, Brady and Manning his contemporaries, even though he came in basically a decade into their career, uh, or at least started playing. I guess he came in six, seven years into their careers. Is Both those guys changed teams and had an incredible amount of success, right? I mean, Br- uh, Manning after the neck injury, MVPs. they went to multiple Super Bowls. They, they were kicking butt on a weekly basis and obviously Brady, I know it was a COVID year, but even the next year, I mean, they, they, they stayed competitive when they were semi healthy for those first two years. And even last year they made the playoffs, even though it was pretty ugly, but he was 45 years old. So, I mean, can Aaron, because I think most people consider him and I definitely do a top 10 all time quarterback. He was just an MVP a year ago or, you know, 18 months ago or whatever. Can he just go and immediately take them to double digit wins and get them to the playoffs for now that the Sacramento Kings made the playoffs, right? I mean, they have the longest streak. So if he just gets them in the playoffs, I'd have to say it's a pretty incredible accomplishment for Rodgers.
3: No question. I, I would also, he, here's something interesting. You know, he talked about how uh, when, when you know, he was together with now his offensive coordinator, right? And they were in Green Bay last. It was a It was what Matt wanted and, some West Coast, and there's a little bit of everything, and now this is you know kind of going. Feels like it's going back more to the West Coast offense, the things Aaron Rodgers was more comfortable with, right? The problem with that is, didn't that go stale? Like, what didn't that end up becoming like him trying to play hero ball, run around in the offensive backfield and make plays?
4: I thought that Lafleur. I, I give him, regardless what happens moving forward with Jordan Love, and obviously, no one knows is he got Rodgers to go into that second year. Because Remember the first year, the reason they drafted Jordan Love is like, God, is this trend trending the wrong way? Is the Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan run game makes it pretty easy on a quarterback and makes it very easy on the offense to take – big-time advantage of the defense in the passing game now ultimately they meshed into the kind of the hybrid under center sometimes Rodgers likes being in the shotgun but that works and when you can pound someone with the running game there's a reason kyle shanahan goes to nfc championship games with rando quarterbacks i mean you gave him a talented quarterback in matt ryan they win the mvp and they're in the super bowl with a lead so that offense has proven time and time again to work because the running game works And then off that, the play action works. And here's the thing with the Jets. We know they have, like the Packers, right? When they had Dylan and Aaron Jones, like you got good running backs, it's advantage you. So I'm with you. I, I think you can get Andy such a master at play designs that historically he's been able to kind of circumvent the running game and not have to stick to it and just be truly pass-heavy, but most teams like, what bites the Bills in the ass, right? It's like, God, they can't really run. The Chargers, it's like, when you have something you can lean on, uh, i.e. the running game, which kind of establishes your physicality as a team, which the line of scrimmage, I don't care how soft quote-unquote football has gotten, you can still be aggressive and physical at the line of scrimmage, that opens up everything in the passing game, and you get a guy like Rodgers with his accuracy, I mean, it's lights out. They could, but he's, you know, some of these guys are stubborn, man, and it's just, it it, it, it can be difficult. Now, the other thing is, like, the way this all came together, the Jets were very desperate to get this guy. He's got some juice. And, you know, Peyton Manning capitulated, and they worked together, and they figured it out. Brady, it was bumpy at first, but they kind of figured it out. Is this going to be Rodgers' way or the highway because he knows he's in charge? Or, is he? I mean, Robert Sala can go, listen, I've, I've been here. I know what works against the defense because I saw it every day in practice for four years. Like, we need to keep some of that stuff that you guys did with LaFleur, who happens to be Sala's best friend. Like, that, that works. Like, the reason LaFleur's brother got fired last year with the Jets is not because the offense doesn't work. It's because the quarterback was a disaster. Right. And maybe he's not a great play caller, and there are obviously certain guys that have better instincts than others. I'm not saying he's like the next Kyle Shanahan, but that offense has proven to work all over the league when it's done right. So I, I think Rodgers, uh, you know, should stick with the running game in the zone scheme to, to add on to the passing game, which we know he can excel at.
3: People in the NFL, do they think Russell Wilson will be back at the, the playoff caliber Russell Wilson of the years past?
4: I would say most coaches I know just have such a high almost reverence for Sean as an offensive mind and as a play caller. So, you know, coaches tend to go. Coaches can figure it out. And I I do think that, you know, historically players, when you've been as humbled kind of like Russell was, regardless how rich you are and everything, I mean this guy was always talking about championships and rings and being this all time great. I mean he was embarrassed last year. So assuming he is this great competitor that we've seen all these years, you usually get a bounce back. Uh, now the question is, you know, Sean, the most success he ever had right, all those years was with a true pocket quarterback. That's not really Russ's deal. But Sean always kind of wanted a more athletic quarterback. That's why he tried to kind of force Taysom Hill in there. So maybe he can find a little bit of a balance. And to me, Russell, coming off last year, I don't see why it's not all just like, yes, coach, right? What do you want, coach? What do you want me to do, coach? And I think that's why they paid the guy so much money, because he was really the only guy on the open market that has that credibility that Russell has – basically zero um you know the, he he has no other choice but and that it was the opposite last year with Hackett right It was all Russell and the 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 ship sank really fast, so I would expect if Russell still has something left and listen. Sometimes guys like historically 33, 34, you know, start trending the wrong way. It's just the nature of pro sports. But if you still have something left, I would definitely expect them to be look dramatically better than they were last year.
3: I know you've seen the show The Quarterback, and they're trying to find guys for, for season two. Which, by the way, if you want to know why it's all these guys not wanting to do it is the dumbest thing ever. I mean, they, they make Kirk Cousins look like an absolute angel. The yep. greatest husband and human being on earth, and it, maybe he is. But I mean, I think I, I think he I think he is. I think he's a really good guy. Oh, I I, I got to ask you about the Tuesday thing. Like, I think it's amazing the Tuesday thing. And if you haven't seen the show, Kirk Cousins on Tuesday does anything and everything except nothing having to do with football like he takes his kids to school, he goes and goes out for a walk with his wife, then he goes to Barnes and Noble and buys books, right? Oh, yeah. He's returning fan mail, like anything but I you, like don't call me, don't text me, don't write me. Right? Yeah. Um I mean, like we all kind of envy that, but I'm guessing that there's a lot of circles of football people like dude, that's that's BS. You got to be work. That's a work day.
4: Well, I mean, historically, like, the Mannings, the Bradys, the Breezes, you know, Tuesday is, quote-unquote, a player's off day. But usually those guys meet with the backup quarterbacks. They get the initial plan of the game plan. Now, at the end of the day, to me, if Cousins was, let's say, a Kyler, right, or a Baker, guys that are Johnny Manziel, guys that don't feel like they're working hard enough, that'd be a huge red flag. His downfall, Doug, as a player, is ultimately is just he's not athletic at all, right? Because arm strength, you watch that, you realize he can make all the throws. He knows the offense, but he's because of his limited athleticism relative to NFL people, he's very, very robotic. And I think he has, like, the poor man's version of Peyton. You know, Peyton, at least in the playoffs. I mean, Peyton in the regular season was unreal. Could get, like, a little robotic, and it felt like he got tight. Cousins gets like that just in big regular season games, and you kind of feel it. But his downfall to me is, like, not not understanding the offense, not, not understanding defenses. It's just he can't do anything outside of the play, and the moment the play isn't kind of there, he kind of self-destructs. And Phil, at that level, I mean, what is he, a top... You know, 10, 11, 12 kind of range as a quarterback. He's a solid yeah. player, and if your team's well enough, you can compete. And I, I, I do think that showed he, he's a really good guy, and he tries really hard. It doesn't bother me at all just because of the level in which I think everyone knows that he does try the majority of the week <laughs> to help your team win a game.
3: Yeah, no, 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 no question about it. John Middlecoff, uh, former coach and scout, prolific podcaster. You got the uh, Going Low podcast with the Golf podcast, plus you got Three and Out. Thanks so much for joining us, John.
4: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific.
5: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary.
1: We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary. At Bet365, 21 plus only must be present in Ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER
3: game time is brought to you by progressive insurance progressive makes bundling easy and affordable get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle rv boat atv and more all your protection all in one place bundle and save at progressive.com let's get to a game with Monte Game time! This is game time.
2: It's game time.
3: On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Let's see what's the game today.
2: John, tell us what we're playing. That's right. You're going to be ranking lots of things. So let's get going because what day is today? July 25th, August 1st. It is almost here. MLB's trade deadline. So rank the most likely scenario for Angels star unicorn Shohei Otani. Um.
3: Most likely scenario. Most likely is scenario. Traded to the LA Dodgers.
2: Really? That's yeah. your number one. Really?
3: You said most likely scenario.
2: Yeah. They're
3: supposed I to rank them. Oh, someone's supposed to go three to one, right? Yes. So I'll say staying with the Angels is three. Okay. Um, being traded to. The Mariners would be mm, mm-hmm, two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, trade to the Dodgers is one, and and I I know that there's the well they won't trade with the Dodgers.
2: Yeah, why would Dodgers you? Have
3: the best farm system in baseball? Um, once they decide to trade him, they're waving the white flag. They can say, hey, we're going to try and re-sign you in the off-season, but and that, that's their their fear, right? Once the Dodgers get him, he'll want to be a Dodger, right? But I just think the Dodgers are the one teams that can make an offer they won't can't refuse, and the Dodgers would have more energy towards doing it. Because they think they're going to sign him long term. Otherwise, all these other teams, like, well, anybody can sign him. Like, yeah, but. You know, you get them for two months. That's not not worth it to me for most of these teams.
2: For sure, I I would be such a petty owner. I would be like, why would I have the Dodgers win anything? If yeah, I they're was, they're going to
3: give you. More, if they're going to give you substantially more than anybody else. Then you can have them.
2: But even though they're giving me prospects, I'd be such a petty owner. I, mean, I would not want to help anybody out. I would not be a good owner. All right, let's move on to the NFL. Rank the top three teams in the AFC right now at the start of training camp. In the AFC? In the AFC.
3: I'm going to say Bengals 3, Chargers 2, Chiefs 1.
2: I like that. All right. Now, please rank the top three teams in the NFC right now at the start of training camp. Obviously, that can change.
3: Uh, by the way, Nick Bosa not showing up till he gets a new contract. But when Bosa's there, mm-hmm. man, they're stacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will go. Boy, the hard one's going to be finding three. Is going to be picking three more than anything else. <laughs> um... Man, man. Uh... Uh, the Eagles are going to be my number two, and the Niners will be my number one. Okay, I, I'm just I'm struggling to find who my three would be.
2: I you're don't want to put, know, Se- I don't wanna put you're Seattle. You're not on a hype and, train, huh? The hype train for the Detroit Lions.
3: Yeah, I mean I'm still realistic. They were they didn't make make the playoffs mm-hmm, last mm-hmm. year. Um, I'm I'll probably I'm going to go Vikings three, mm. uh, and then obviously two and one would be Eagles. And then Niners. Mm. And I, I know the Eagles beat the Niners last year, but I also know the Niners didn't have a quarterback. I think with the quarterbacks, the Niners are better.
2: Hmm. Uh, Steve Hartman on Sunday said that he's calling the Super Bowl now, and he said it's going to be the Lions and the Jets. On Sunday, he said, I was like, you are crazy. But, you know.
3: Not, not crazy. I mean, like, look, somebody's got to come out of the NFC. Right, right, right. Um, and the Jets, it's not crazy. You know, Aaron Rodgers For is sure. that good. Yeah. But that's a, that would be a dramatic, that would definitely be a dramatic. What
2: is that? That'd be crazy. A
3: uh, couple of teams.
2: All right. We were just talking about the 49ers. So, rank who is going to be likely the starting quarterback for the 49ers for their first playoff game, assuming that they make the playoffs? Assuming that they get through the season, who's likely going mean, to be their starting you know, of, quarterback? Of
3: the guys on the roster currently, i do Trey Lance, three, Sam Darnold, two, and Brock Purdy, one.
2: Mm, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Now we're going to move on to entertainment. Movies. Rank your favorite three Christopher Nolan movies. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh.
3: Um.
0: You just saw Oppenheimer last night, right? I, I did. I did.
2: <laughs> and how I was did. it?
3: Uh, it was good. Okay. Uh, yes, it was long, but no. that, I would not lead with it was long.
2: Right. Okay. That's good. Right? That's A good sign. Like
3: I, I think Jay Stu feels bad because he led with it was long. Yeah. I was
4: disappointed.
2: You didn't think it was that good?
4: But it's a really good movie and great performances. It's just... um...
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, So, okay, I would do... Man, this is a hard one. Um, My number one, I didn't like Tenet. I wasn't a huge Dunkirk guy, believe it or not. (laughs) Uh, I do Batman Begins at 3. And I would say, uh, yeah, Batman Begins at three, Inception at two. Good one. Actually, Memento at three, mm. Inception at two, and The Dark Knight
2: at one. At one. That's good. That's good. Interstellar, is that the one with everybody and their mom and. In- yeah. Okay. That one. That one made my head hurt. Okay. Yesterday was National Tequila Day. Rank your top three favorite tequilas.
3: My top three favorite tequilas? Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, what's it called? Was it 1949? Is that 1942 the... Don Julio? 1942,
2: 1942
3: Don Julio. That's number one, but that's like a sipping tequila.
2: Yeah, that's fine. Right. I like that one.
3: Um. And then I don't know. I mean, I, I do like tequila. Yeah. I mean, uh, but like I've had Casamigos, and I can't tell you that like oh, there's I anything hate so. That one. Huh?
2: I absolutely hate, you hate that, that one. one. I don't think it tastes like tequila, and so I think that's why people like it because tequila is a hard taste. I understand. To me, well, that at all. tastes 1942's like vodka.
3: 1942 not. But it, I mean, it is. But it's just different.
2: It's just different. But I think it tastes. It has a smooth tequila. Like it still tastes like tequila. Casamigos is garbage.
3: I mean, the the Ouch. best kind of pat- Patron too, and. Uh, We'll go eighteen hundred
2: three. Oh, what's
4: your what's your top brand, Monty?
2: I love Don Julio, just all the family. Okay, Don Julio, <laughs> the family, and that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This
4: is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
2: How we get into te- tequila? It was National Tequila Day yesterday. It was it? Yes. I had no idea. <laughs>
3: game time is brought brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Um, coming up next, so Saquon Barkley gets a new deal, but did he actually win? We'll discuss next the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.